At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. If you're a Disney Plus subscriber and you're watching The Mandalorian, Jack and I have a podcast for you. Every week, we'll discuss the latest episode of The Mandalorian and talk about other great content and maybe some not-so-great content on Disney Plus as well. As two lifelong Star Wars fans, we have a ton of fun geeking out over all the little details of the show, and we want you to join us every Monday. So search for Disney Plus Reviews. That's Disney P-L-U-S Reviews. Hey, Phil, how about that, Baby Yoda? Baby Yoda says, What's the podcast? Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that also cried all the way through Paddington 2, it's Sifpa. Welcome to Sif Pop Weekly, streaming live most Saturday mornings, or available to download later in your podcast feed, unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and each week we'll talk about movies, TV, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. And please welcome our guest this week. He's back, but not that he ever went anywhere. It's Ian Whittington. No, you missed an F in the middle. <laughs> not nearly screamy enough. Not, not enough. Uh, Whittington. That's right. That's right. Uh, Ian is here to talk about a couple of movies that came out this week with us. Uh-huh. And, uh, Strangest double feature ever. Yeah, we uh, we got back from a trip to Florida, a Disney trip, which, by the way, if you're a Sif Pop member, you can hear some of our thoughts on Galaxy's Edge and some of the rides yes. there uh, and some fun we had at and Disney. Lines. And, and lines. Queuing. Just, start, just general thoughts on queuing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can hear that as a Sif Pop member uh, for your bonus uh, podcast. But we got back. We literally flew into town right yesterday. <laughs> uh huh. Went to the theater almost immediately. We didn't go home. Watched two movies mm-hmm. and then came back, crashed, fell asleep, yeah. woke up, and are now going to talk about 100%. them. This is a raw <laughs> experience. And I got the because um, uh, oh, AMC accounts are linked. So I got an email for these two movies and before Aaron had asked, hey, do you want to go and see a couple of movies with Ben? Well, I guess I know what I'm doing when we land. That's right. I get to pick his movies for him. It's fine. Yeah, he does. I promise to take this responsibility with all the care. And, and how do you explain yesterday? <laughs> that it deserves. Uh, so yes, we did a double feature of The Northman and The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Is it The Northman or The Northman? The Northman. <laughs> because he's from the North. Yes. It's not his last name. Yes. It's not Steve. Stephen Northman. Steve, I, th- I think it is. I think it's technically Steve Frank. Northman? Frank, Frank. Frank Northman. Nice. Uh, that we'll be talking about. <laughs> uh, we're also doing a best ever challenge, best ever Nicolas Cage movies, because uh, he is not only in a movie this week, he is a movie mm-hmm. this week. He uh, is the movie. Ways. And of course, we'll do some Buried Treasure as well. Um, but let's get into it with a review of Frank Northman. <laughs> He's here. He's here. The king, my lady. The king. Your fate is set and you cannot escape it. How I've missed you, my son. One day the 
This kingdom will be yours. Thank you, Father. My king. Prince Amleth is on the verge of becoming a man when his father is brutally murdered by his uncle who kidnaps the boy's mother. Two decades later, Amleth is now a Viking who's on a mission to save his mother, kill his uncle, and avenge his father. Honestly, sometimes I read these Mm -hmm. descriptions that are the movie descriptions. And I feel like they give too much away. Like I, my, that's the whole movie. My, 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 that's exp- it. my experience with this movie, I didn't know all this was going to happen because no. I haven't watched the trailer or anything like that. Um, but you know what? I think they just, you know what? I think it's an assumption that movie makers make. The people are just going to know. They're just going to research it. They're just going to know. And yeah. so might as well put it on the poster, put it in the trailer, put it in the description. It's that, that fear of, oh, man, if we'd have just shown a little bit more, maybe we would have got another 10,000 right. bums in seats. So yeah. let's show everything. Because yeah. there's really nothing to lose. Once you're in the theater, you've you've paid for it. So, yeah, give it all away. I see yeah. why they do it. Uh, so Alexander Skarsgård, mm-hmm. hang out in this movie. Anya Taylor-Joy, uh, Nicole Kidman, Ethan Hawke. Uh, really great cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think? Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? I may surprise you. I liked it. Oh, just right in the middle. Liked it. Just liked it. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm going to be on the low side of liked it, mm-hmm. but I am and liked it. And yeah. I think there's. I think a lot of that is going to come down to so much technical skill yes. in telling this story. Totally agree. Yeah, I think it's really, really beautiful. I, I am sad that that Andrew couldn't join us to talk about The Northman today, considering it is a movie about him. I mean, it would be, <laughs> he loved it. Well, I can tell, just, I can take just his say, part. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yes. High side, I loved it. A- Andrew, uh, how did you feel? Like it, loved it, just like hated it, or it was just okay? I loved it! <laughs> Man, this movie! It's a favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's really technically astounding yeah. uh-huh. um, with some of the stuff that Edgar's is doing. And that's coming from somebody who... Hasn't liked anything that Edgar's no. has made yet. Um, this is so. his easiest movie to get into. This has got mm-hmm. the lowest barrier to entry with still some of the Green Knight stuff. I know he didn't do Green Knight. I was going to say, I do we need to have thinking, a conversation? Uh-huh, I kept thinking Green Knight. I was like, you are on the cusp of Green Knighting your movie, mm-hmm. but it's just restrained enough to to be a watchable film. <laughs> <laughs> it also still has the mysticism that he loves to get into, yes. you know, all that kind of stuff. Both the the... The Lighthouse and the Vavitch uh, <laughs> had that kind of weird mystery yeah. kind of stuff going on. He loves that. And that's here, but it's on top of an environment where it feels at home. It feels like it makes yeah. sense. It feels like that's definitely a part of the Middle Ages. Mm-hmm. I think we're set in the like the 800s, uh, 900s. 890, I think. Yeah. Maybe. So, yeah, the, the late, you know, the, the turn of the century uh, into the into the <laughs> 10th century. Uh-huh. Um, so yes, uh, but yeah, so it's got all that stuff and it feels at home here. Um, so yeah, I think you're right. I think it's his most accessible, uh, mm. film that, that he's made to date, at least for me, but you mm-hmm. know, yeah. but I Could didn't much care for the others. Um, no. what, so tell me some of the things you liked about it. Uh, it's just beautiful to watch, isn't it? Like the story isn't anything we haven't seen before. Revenge story. And, um, if you like Vikings and blood, you will like this movie because there's mm-hmm. lots of Vikings and lots of blood. Um, but it was just the way it's, it was presented wasn't your typical Game of Thrones sword and sandals sort of thing. It was the, some of the, some of the composition in this movie, some of the shots are just beautiful. Most of the shots uh-huh. are just incredible. Yeah. So good. Um, and even down to the, the fighting, um, the battles that we see, it, it might remind you of a certain other film but are we doing spoilers on on <laughs> in, are we doing a sif spoil on this one i don't think we're doing a sif spoil so i, no. would, I would talk around it a little bit yeah but. um there, there's a fiery ending but um <laughs> it's it, even that was beautiful to watch and it didn't yeah. feel too gratuitous like a lot of the the finishing shots weren't on screen but it's mm-hmm. done um i think he does it in a really clever way where you still get the impact of hey that person died without having to have blood and icker on the on the lens of the camera, which is wants to do. Or at least shot creatively. I mean, yeah. there's still lots of blood. Oh, there's still, uh, yeah, plenty that you, you do yeah. see. But, um, yeah, there was just always something to keep my eye going and to keep it entertained. It, yeah, there there is something about the story itself that kind of, for me, I was surprised how engaged <clears throat> I was considering how cliche a story it is. Like, it's oh, the most sure. tropey yeah. story 
revenge story yeah. of all time. You know, it's just the like, boy avenges his father's death. Like, but they're but because of how specifically cultural it, it was, mm-hmm. and because of some of the specific shooting choices, I was always engaged. And it does a great job of giving you the context that you need without being a massive exposition dump of in the year whatever here's mm-hmm. what the vikings did like there's none of that all of the information you need is given to you by um communicating to a character that mm-hmm. is slightly alien to the culture or from one of the fortune tellers or but you never feel like you're being talked at that you need this to to get through the movie um mm-hmm. and i think it's such a specific story it focuses so much on amleth as well it's there's no politics there's no right. there's nothing muddying the water it is just following him and his story mm-hmm yeah uh the the story takes place chronologically for the most part um yeah i don't think there's really flashback or flash forward there's some flash sideways i think is the (laughs) i think that's just cutting between things but (laughs) if we we want to call it visions the visions feel like flash sideways okay okay parallel to reality yeah yeah yeah. well Okay, <laughs> if we want to go there. I just only mention it because I think that we have become so accustomed to creativity in uh, timeline presentation. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when um, when Quentin did Pulp Fiction, it was this huge thing like, yeah. oh, nonlinear storytelling. Uh, this is so cool. And then now nonlinear storytelling is like nine out of every uh-huh. ten movies. and. Yeah. Seven of those movies start with the end and then are like, let's see how we two hours <laughs> earlier. I hate it so much. But I wanted to mention this is one of the huge positives for me about this movie is it just mm. tells a story yeah. chronologically and you're inter- you don't have to be manipulated to be interested because it's picking out uh-huh. places and moments. It's just saying, here's, you know, here's the story of a, yeah. a man named Ned who, you know, <laughs> was a mountaineer and barely Ned kept Northland. his family fed. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> He didn't like going to bed. <laughs> the, the Northman Hillbillies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it, it's it, it's it's weird that it's daring to tell a story normally, but it kind it yeah. kind of feels that way. But it allows you to focus on how beautiful some of the shots are and mm-hmm. how um, how great the performances are as well. Like I think that's what a lot of those movies forget. They're too hooked into the trope or the caveat and forget how to make a movie. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, I think the only, the only reason I don't like this more is it's two and a half days long. <laughs> there is so much horse riding and sleeping and walking. And mm-hmm. it is, I get it. It probably loses something if you trim that down. But it, I, I definitely felt the length on this movie. Well, I felt the length too. More so for me because I just I don't connect with the viscera in the way that some people do so Mm -hmm. like for me the the blood the guts the gore even even beyond the actual visualness of it Mm. the idea of violence and revenge and um i don't find it compelling in a motivational way like Mm -hmm. i don't like i'm not behind amleth you know as he's going on a revenge Mm -hmm. tell or you know uh, whatever the case may be. So I'm having trouble connecting to a character or finding my place in the story or yeah. whatever. And I and I don't necessarily have to do that to enjoy <laughs> there it. There is but... no place for Aaron Dyson on this <laughs> battlefield in this time. You would not have done well, sir. I'm so sorry. Maybe maybe I'm Willem <laughs> Dafoe. Jester? Maybe yeah, I'm yeah, the yeah. jester. I, I don't so. know. Possibly. Um, um, and I, I'm, I'm the same. Like, I don't really root for him in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I do love the berserk scenes. Like mm-hmm. there is, man, I mean, that's just it's just a Hollywood thing. It's just fun to watch. Just rip your shirt off, get a sword, and just go mental. That one hundred versus one mm-hmm. Terminator kind of movie is yeah. just—it's really fun for me. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just built. It's just not how I'm built. I guess. I I think the for me, I want something more to engage my heart and my mind. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I'm not saying there's not any of that here. Uh, I just you know I'm looking for something something to connect to something meaningful and and beautiful and um and it's hard for me to find it uh here i also felt like the movie was even though it was beautiful it was at times really dark and like yeah i I had trouble seeing what was going on which maybe was the intention and that's Mm -hmm. okay but um but But i did kind of this is one of the times where black and white usage really worked for me because Mm -hmm. it was only at night 
and it did instead of doing everything by torchlight mm. it was just a black and white filter that made it clear when we were and what was happening mm-hmm. but it was more watchable anything in the caves though yeah that was really tricky even yeah. the entire last scene mm-hmm. is yes i'm speaking specifically specifically about the last scene i, and found I think it that's i think that's deliberate because they are they're in shadows and it, it almost doesn't matter which one is which so I'd, i think part I'd of that love, was deliberate. This is gonna sound i loved that they were nude like i like oh, there was that, something it really made sense, didn't it yeah it made complete sense mm-hmm. it was really beautiful um yeah uh and and i think that's also part of the shadow mm-hmm. you know oh, kind of sure. thing as, as well covering but, some things <laughs> yeah. yeah uh but but yeah i thought i thought that the the, the final scene was mm-hmm. was really beautiful um if maybe uh you know a, a little bit derivative of uh, a little bit something yeah. we've seen in a uh a, a galaxy mustafar far away yes nice <laughs> nicely done yeah uh that's that's fine though listen here if you like that is okay that's fine like Mm -hmm. there there are so many notes on the piano like they're gonna get played in different ways Uh it's it's still gorgeous it's still beautiful it's still fine no i agree Uh, yeah i don't take off too much for that what about performances we haven't talked about the performances much man i wish i know you can't have this film without it but i wish ethan hawke was in this movie more like his um his king character was really engaged with him like there's I guess the story develops and you find out more about him. But as he was presented at the beginning, I was like, man, I want a movie with this guy. It felt the similar mm-hmm. sort of connection to um, um, oh, da, 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 Ned Stark in, mm-hmm. in Game of Thrones. Like that kind of... Um, it's hard not to compare a lot of this stuff to Game of Thrones of course. anymore just because it dominated our cultural mindset for, for, for so sure. long. Yeah, um, But no, I think he's absolutely great. I think Nicole Kidman is used beautifully and sparingly um mm-hmm. and to the right now she's not a distraction as you put nicole kidman in your movie she's going to be the focus mm-hmm. um and skarsgård is just almost unrecognizable yeah. like he got jacked for this movie mm-hmm. um but yeah i believe he's a viking i really do i honestly i think everyone was great in this film yeah i think the performances are really good um i uh i i'm a huge nicole kidman fan mm-hmm. i love when she does something like this that feels unhinged it feels unhinged i there's there's a real level of um maniacalness yeah to her in this that you don't expect Mm -hmm. um and yeah i i dug that quite a bit uh ethan hawk is probably the weakest performance for me Mm -hmm. um that doesn't mean it's bad um i think it's fine and i think it serves the story well um but yeah, that that kind of intro stuff um, was probably the weakest section of the movie. For I me. might just have a big Ethan Hawke crush. So yeah, it's just whatever he's doing, I'm there for it. Yeah, no, I I understand that. I totally get that. Um, what else? What else do you want to talk about? Ah, um, yeah, we touched on that a little bit earlier. But the drift into mysticism, it it it's almost as if it knew when I was about to switch off. because it will drift into well i don't know if this is a dream or if this is magic or what's Mm -hmm. happening but it didn't dwell in it for too long it kind of brings you back to reality and then the practical application of his visions and what he's Mm -hmm. seen and what's been presented to him um and the themes that carry through all of the visions are really consistent so it's not like great now we're 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 inside an ice cube or now we're in space and Mm -hmm. who knows we've got sausage fingers (laughs) <laughs> um, it, it all linked together really, really well, and it, it kept a theme going through, and you kind of saw more of the picture as it went on. So if you're going to do stuff like that, that's that's how you, you get me into it. And, you know, the mysticism wasn't just visions. Mm-hmm. The mysticism was in the reality mm-hmm. uh, as well. You know, there's, there's some stuff with birds and such that um, is, you know, cl- clearly a shout-out to mystical ideas, mm-hmm. um, those kind of things. Um yeah, I I think uh, I think as far as all that's concerned, I think it's worked into there well. I I I go back and forth with Eggers uh, sometimes on is this beautiful, is this amazing, or is it self indulgent? And I think sometimes, especially the uh, the visions, mm-hmm. almost bordered on self indulgent yeah, for mean. me. Almost, yeah. Like um, thirty seconds more, or a ten percent more abstract, yeah. and it would have been that, but. I think he reigned this in, um, in my I think opinion, so too. anyway. I think so, too. Um, yeah, I don't think there's really much else to go with here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
any thoughts on the like without spoiling it just kind of where we ended up you know any thoughts on how that worked for you no surprises that it's you can probably tell within the opening probably 15 minutes where the story is going to end um yeah there are no surprises in this movie no no um but it doesn't need to be either like it is it's a complete story i can kind of believe that something like this will have happened Mm -hmm. multiple times um so yeah it didn't there's yeah without without any spoilers i think that's it yeah it's not a big surprise but it worked for me there's i think there's one reveal that's supposed to be a surprise but but even Uh even that reveal didn't no didn't feel shocking to me no, not it at was all. of all the options it seemed like the one that made the most sense uh to begin with yeah. um so so yeah i i don't know that that i was surprised much at all mm. well there you go there is the northman uh the frank northman family uh <laughs> including eleanor northman and uh the kids you know yeah. Bob, bobby and Susie northman nice um so yeah it's a, it's a nice family sitcom go check it out uh, take the whole family <laughs> Uh no, would you recommend it? Uh, mm, 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 depending okay. on well, considering how many people walked out of the theater. <laughs> no, there were a lot of walkouts. Literally happened. Yeah, uh huh. The guy sat next to me, left, got some food, came back. So did I miss anything? And I was like, well, not, not really. <laughs> Offered me some of his food, which I declined, and then he left like twenty <laughs> minutes later, like with an hour of the film still left. Um, if you like. Game of Thrones, you like Vikings, you like that, because it is gory, you like that kind of story, then Mm. yeah, you're absolutely going to enjoy this. This is one of those Beowulf stories that's told really, really, really well. Um, And if you can stay on board with the mysticism and the slightly odd soothsaying, then yeah, you'll have a good time. I agree. 100% agree. Uh, All right, let's move into our next review, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Nick, you've been living at the Sunset Tower for over a year. They love having me there. You owe them $600,000. Okay, I'm going to deal with all that. But I'm going to get this next roll. And when I do, all of that changes. Then I'm back. Not that you went anywhere. Nicholas Cage. Oh, my God. I love you. (laughs) He was so good in The Rock. What about Gone in 60 Seconds? Have you seen Croods too? No, I'm 44 years old. I've seen Face Off and Con Air. Creatively unfulfilled and facing financial ruin, Nick Cage must accept a $1 million offer to attend the birthday of a dangerous superfan. Things take a wildly unexpected turn when Cage is recruited by a CIA operative and forced to live up to his own legend, channeling his most iconic and beloved on-screen characters in order to save himself and his loved ones. Um, Nick Cage as Nick Cage in Mm -hmm. Nick Cage, the movie, uh, is what we've got going on here. Uh, What did you think about the unbearable weight of massive talent? Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? I liked it exactly the same amount as I liked The Northman. Just <laughs> Very right, similar movies. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Right in the middle. <laughs> right in the middle of liked it. I think I'm going to go high side of just okay on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like it quite as much. Uh, let's start with you. What, what, is, what are some of the things you liked about it? It's fun. It's, it, it is fun, but... It, and I'm going to go straight into negatives. But. <laughs> Maybe you should. It might, it might actually be low side of liked it. It needed to be more. It needed to be more Nick Cage, more ridiculous, more abstract, more. It for some reason it felt like it was pulling its punches. Um, it really does. It really does. Uh, to so get you've got to this a really movie. fun concept that you're already, you've already embraced the wackiness just by the concept. Hundred percent. Yeah. Why are we reining that in? Mm-hmm. Like, what- and the trailer makes it feel like, like the trailer condenses all of the memes and a lot of the nick cage talking to himself Mm -hmm. stuff into 30 seconds so i went into this thank you trailers thinking that's what i was going to get and Mm. it's going to be like no narrative structure no real plot just let's get all of the nick cage memes in i was kind of there for i was kind of ready for that but this wants to be a nick cage movie (laughs) which i don't think is the right goal yeah it kind of does right um yeah, that's that's interesting. I I don't know. I I'm still processing a lot of this because mm-hmm. with a concept like a movie like this, you there's a level of suspension of disbelief that is more complex than normal suspension of disbelief, right? Like mm-hmm. because 
you're like, okay, what is the meta-ness trying to yeah. say is real? Is how it real? How, is this? how is this? What is, is this meant to be? The movie within the movie within the movie, mm-hmm. the actor within the actor playing the actor playing himself, yeah. you know, there, there are these fun, there are these certainly fun little lines, you know, from people who are saying things like, you know, him going to take this gig for this person in Spain. It's like, you know, it's the easiest gig you'll ever have. You just have to play yourself. Wink, wink. Get it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cause he's playing himself in this movie. Uh-huh. Get it. Get it. Yeah. You know, like there's, there's that kind of stuff and that's fun and that's, that's clever, but then I'm also going, yeah, but Neil Patrick Harris said that. But yes. Neil Patrick is Harris Neil pa- yeah, uh-huh. is, is playing his agent. <laughs> so how am I suppo- supposed to <laughs> think that this is really Nick Cage when I know that's Nick Neil Patrick? Like, that level of this complexity is Nick Cage, of suspense. the character. Yeah. Right. It's, but yeah. for me, I didn't have to suspend my disbelief enough. Like, mm-hmm. after, like... Right, yeah, sure. After, like, the first few minutes, I'm thinking, okay, cool, this isn't Nick Cage, this isn't Nick Cage character he doesn't know that he's in a movie Mm -hmm. until part of it but um and then i was kind of on board i was kind of like okay cool i see what you're doing here but yeah i didn't have to i was expecting being john malkovich almost levels of crazy Mm -hmm. bizarreness well in 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 not that it's not even textually there the character's name is nick cage with a k like n-i-c-k that's not Nick Nick doesn't no. have a name a K in his name. It's no. NIC mm-hmm. uh, if you ever shorten it or whatever. So the, the movie is aware that he's playing a character mm-hmm. that is, you know, him sort and of. And I think you lose some of it with that because yeah. it's that that's a fine line between okay, this isn't the Nick Cage movie then. This is the Nick K- Cage movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you almost want it to really genuinely embrace mm-hmm. the craziness even yeah. in that that aspect um of it and, and because of that you know there are long stretches of this movie where i feel like i just i want to get back to you know a movie reference i want to get back to uh you know uh some sort of play on his career i'm not interested in this plot that you're giving me 100 percent. and if you're going to do a nick cage movie this isn't a very good one <laughs> like when you get to the action and the adventure right. stuff it's crazy yeah, yeah, it is strange. Uh, I do want to give a huge shout out to Pedro Pascal, mm-hmm. who I think is hilarious in steals this movie. The movie. He's so great. I, I, yeah, he does. I think you're right to say he steals the movie. I will say Nicolas Cage is really funny in this movie. Hundred percent. He yeah. is. If nothing else, what we know about Cage is that he is willing to give his everything in every single role. Absolutely, and he he's self aware that that's how he does it. Yeah. One he, of my favorite lines from him was. Um, he's in a therapy session and they're talking about um, like, oh, people don't like me because I do too many movies. And he's like, it's my job. What kind of job do you have where doing more work makes you worse? <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Because Liam Neeson gets exactly the same abuse. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, he's just in everything. He doesn't know how to say no. Yeah. And I'm stinking rich because of it. <laughs> yeah. There is there is a scene where he... he he does this thing where he's like he's offering to read for a role <laughs> and the yeah. person's like really you don't have to read but you can you start to be able to tell that he no he needs he needs to read uh-huh. for this he needs to show like he needs to show yeah. his skills and his talents um and it's it's actually a central part of the kind of the whole thing but um but man it is it is so it's so interesting to get into the brain of an actor who is uh, who whose process is figuring out the best way, mm. you know, to to do these lines. Um, I really liked that that insight. Yeah, me too. But it just it wasn't. Yeah, I didn't get to enough of it. We got glimpses of it, but then it quickly devolves into we actually want to make an action movie. I was like that's not what I'm here for. Uh, it could have been though, right? Like, I mean, it could have been. Like, I think you can do the same thing if if it's willing to. Uh, play with that a little bit more. Mm. Um, I just think it was a bad action movie. Like if exactly if it had been you know uh, better action or you know better plot plotting mm-hmm. going along, um, I think it might have been even a little bit more fun. Yeah, uh, than it was. So yeah, anything else about unbearable weight of massive talent? Um, no. To be honest, like it is. Um... If you like Nick Cage movies, you'll like this. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that. Um, but you won't like it as much as a Nick Cage movie for me. 
Yeah. What was your? What were some of your favorite references? Um, I mean, not the bees was great. It mm-hmm. was shoehorned into the end. Um, I'm not the biggest Nick Cage connoisseur, um, but all of the scenes where he was talking to himself, I, that got me. I was so so funny. Like I, that's the movie I was expecting. I think uh, the um, Tiffany Haddish uh, character going off about the crudes yes oh was my probably goodness. my favorite it was so good yeah i like that movie too <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure he does yeah. i'm sure he does it's a good movie it's a good movie it's fine. but then the ike barinholtz character was like no i haven't seen the crudes i'm a 30 something year old man why would i have ever seen the crudes so great yeah yeah well you know there are reasons. Sometimes mm-hmm. you watch movies because you want to watch movies. Yeah. Sometimes it's your job and you have Sometimes to watch it's the your movie. Job and you have to watch yeah. the movie. Uh, yeah, I don't really have a ton more to say about this. I think it's one of those things where the the concept is so out there and right there in front that once you understand the concept, you're either going to be on board or you're not. Mm-hmm. And y- you will have fun with this movie if you're on board. Um, yeah. I just don't know that there's going to be much... There's just a little extra something, right? Like yeah, just huh? a little, just that, you know, extra something you meta-ness. found. Yeah, yeah, just something you found. Maybe, maybe this is a little bit of everything everywhere all at once hangover. Mm. Um, and not just because they both have massively long uh, titles. <laughs> um, yeah. But but the hangover of watching that movie, which takes its concept and does all this like yeah. really out there interesting stuff with it. And it means something. Mm-hmm. And then you have this that takes a, an interesting concept. And just doesn't really do a lot with it. And it just, doesn't. And, and doesn't go the extra. I kind, kind of, of wanted like more mile. cast members to appear from previous movies, but he just keeps bumping into them, or they all turn up for a team up at the end. Like just, and I almost wanted Cage to be more aware about how bizarre everything is. Like he gives himself over, and there's a reason why it seems like he's given himself over. Mm-hmm. But he seems to be on board with everything that's happening instead of saying. No, I'm I'm an actor. Like this is mm-hmm. bizarre. I I don't do any of this. Right. We we just never seem to get. That. I have got a very specific recommendation. Um, it's Dad. Do not watch this film uh, because <laughs> he despises Nick Cage. So this is an easy. Do not recommend to my dad. Well, maybe he would like it then. No, he would hate every second of this but, movie. But maybe it's maybe it's like meta. Like his hatred will be able to have a an avenue to flow through this movie. No, like, it is purely um, kind of just he doesn't like Nick Cage. <laughs> so I it's not a good opinion. That, let's explore this, please, just for a second. Yeah. How did it go from I don't think this is a good actor or I'm not enjoying uh-huh, his movies uh-huh. to I personally hate the human being yes. who is Nick Cage? How uh, does that happen? Just my dad. <laughs> It's just, if he watches enough films and gets annoyed at that person, he's like, you know what, I would... That is I a would, terrible person. That uh-huh. is clearly a terrible person. I would not invite this man over They have not tea. made movies that please me. Exactly. Uh, you are a terrible human being. Please stop what you're doing. But he also likes the Green Lantern, so screw you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like we need to have uh, your dad on the podcast. <laughs> oh, no, it'd be terrible. It'd be terrible. <laughs> uh so yeah so by terrible all i hear is fun is yeah. really really fun that's all i hear we would uh, we passionately argue about some movies it would be great yeah we have some polarizing opinions on we are such similar people but our uh-huh. opinions on movies vary rapidly what's what's the biggest movie argument you ever had with your dad green lantern's up there um spencer would definitely be up there as well because I highly recommended it to uh-huh. him and, and he, he hates hated me now. It. He hated it so much <laughs> and me with it. Um, Green, uh, no, I said Green Lantern. There was an unknown. No, is it unknown? The Liam Neeson one? Yes. Unknown. Yeah, knowing is Nick Cage. Unknown is Liam That's Neeson. It. Yeah. He loves that movie. And I'm like, you're wrong. Like, you are, don't like the things <laughs> you like. You are objectively wrong. You're objectively father, wrong. Sir. <laughs> Uh, very nice. Well, I'll, now I feel like I need to get his opinion on this movie. Let's uh-huh. make your dad watch this movie and Let's report do back. We'll, Man. Do, we'll do that. Uh, that is the unbearable weight of massive talent. Uh, something that Ian is very, very familiar with because he is sitting next to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'll let you have that. That's fine. That is fine. Uh, it's your joke. It's your joke. Okay, I'm glad he said it. It's I made that joke. same joke before the show. Yeah, but it's not recorded. It and now it is. Now it is. That's, For the record. Listen, this is my entire career is just built on <laughs> having funny people around me who make great jokes that I then repeat yes. uh, in the show. So, and if you've ever been in our live comment section, you know this. Heck I'll yeah. just steal your comments and just put them into the show. That's how I work. 
Uh, all right. Let's before we move into our best ever challenge this week, let's take uh, a time to thank our Sif Pop members. Uh, because of them, some amazing things happen here at Sif Pop. If you're interested in what it means to be a Sif Pop member, you get your own ad-free podcast feed uh, at certain levels where you get bonus episodes, including our conversation about uh, Galaxy's Edge and the Disney experience uh, that we recently had uh, for this week's podcast, uh, bonus podcast. But if you want to do that, go to patreon.com slash siftpop. That's patreon.com slash siftpop, S-I-F-T-P-O-P. And thank you ahead of time for even considering it. Really appreciate that. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, best ever challenge this week, best ever Nicolas Cage movies. Um, your dad's list would be empty. <laughs> However, we have Nick Cage movies we love, so we're going to go from number five to number one. You can always trump something if you have it higher. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian, why don't you kick us off? What's your number five Nicolas Cage movie? Well, that's a consequence. I haven't seen a huge amount of Nick Cage movies either. Because he has just, so many so movies. Many. He has like 70, but I just I haven't seen a huge amount of them because... Wow. A lot of my growing up was watching movies with my dad. And <laughs> you've got to actively choose to go back and watch a Nick Cage movie. I don't think people do that. My parents are like, we're, we're not letting him watch this because of sex or violence yeah. or, you know, you know bad words. Mm-hmm. Your dad's like, not letting him watch this because Nick Cage is in it. Yeah, he's not allowed in the house. <laughs> I'm just going to burn sorry. it. Like, I think it would spit at the TV. Um, so number five for me has gone in 60 seconds. Wow. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's fine. It's fun. <laughs> Gone in sixty seconds. Yeah, it's wow. fun. It's like Fast and Furious before it got you, ridiculous. Your your credibility on this list was gone in sixty <laughs> seconds. <laughs> it didn't take long. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, no, 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 no. Gone in sixty seconds is fine. It's it's there is some fun to be had there. There is um, for sure. When did you did you see it? Like when it came out? Yeah. Uh, and do you remember? Like <laughs> nope. <laughs> Nope, this is just Ian going through the Nick Cage movies and being like, eh, I kind of like that one. Let's put it in number five. I have five and one honorable mention. That's all of my movies. All right, all right. And I'm here going through and I'm like, well, I'll just kind of cut my honorable mentions down because there's so many Nick Cage movies. You do it. Uh, anyhow, all right, caught in 60 seconds in at number five. Did not make my honorable mentions. Didn't Trump? (laughs) Didn't didn't Trump that one. Nope, nope. Uh, however, I. I probably have one that many people would laugh at me just as much as they would laugh at you for Gone in 60 Seconds. I have National Treasure at number five. Oh, you, uh, you like movies. I love National Treasure. You, you review movies for a living. I think National Treasure is a national treasure. Yeah. I think it is a really fun movie. I don't like it ironically. I don't like mm-hmm. it like Guilty Pleasure. I really think National Treasure is a, f- a really fun, good movie. Well, that's so. my only honorable mention. That's <laughs> fine. But don't judge me for Gone in 60 Seconds. I just think there there are so many movies that try to do the Indiana Jones thing. That mm-hmm. try to do the discover the treasure, solve the yeah. puzzles, that kind of thing. And it's like, it, for some reason, it's a hard thing to pull off without feeling forced or cheesy or weird. And I think National Treasure does it really well. And I think that character, uh, I think a lot of it has to do with Nick Cage and his performance of that character. I think it's, it's really fun um, to watch him steal 
the cool. Declaration of Independence. Sure. Uh, Agree right. to disagree. <laughs> you had it as an honorable mention. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get on your high and mighty <laughs> horse too much. Uh, all right. Let's. What's our? Uh, what's your number four? Uh, Grindhouse. Um, oh. Which I totally forgot he was even in. I was mm-hmm. like, I like those movies. I like that. That's good. Um, he's Fu Manchu. I can't even remember him in the movie. But um, I did not enjoy that movie, so no, I don't remember I didn't much about it. Expect you would at all. Um, but no, I, I, it's if you it's dialed Tarantino and Rodriguez up to eleven, then mm-hmm. it's a it's an event for sure. And yeah, right. I watched. It was one of these movies I watched with a group of ten people. We knew it by reputation. It had been hyped mm-hmm. up, and we all just screamed at the TV the whole way through with some beverages and 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 food. And yeah, it was just a great evening. So I think it's got a, it's been elevated in that sense, definitely. Nice, nice. Uh, my number four is probably going to get trumped. I would guess I have Spider Man into the Spider Verse at number four. Oh shoot! Um, yeah, Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Please hold as Ian in real time realizes that Spider that Nick Cage was in Spider Man uh-huh, into the Spider Verse uh-huh, uh-huh, and arranges his uh-huh, list differently. Uh-huh, and, and now doesn't have uh-huh. to have gone in sixty seconds on his top five. No, no, it's still on there. I just subbed out number three because <laughs> I don't like number three. Cool. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> Maybe we need to have a talk about how we organize our lists. If you add something to your list and the one you sub out is number three, I don't think you made your list right. <laughs> no, I probably didn't, but I couldn't bring myself to pick on in 60 seconds any higher. Oh, man. That's yeah. amazing. That, that is amazing. Good, good. Uh, we'll get to that when we get to your number three, I guess, which is now. What's Spider-Man. Your- <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> Tell us about your love of this movie yeah. and how you forgot Nick Cage was in it. Um, oh, It's a great movie. It's It's... To date, the best Spider-Man movie ever made, in my opinion. Mm. Um, I I love it. It's so much fun. And he's the perfect amount of Nick Cage in his mm-hmm. Spider-Noir is so funny. So, mm-hmm. And I genuinely would have an entire Spider-Noir. Um, so sure. Absolutely. I think it's one of the most beautiful things about this movie is that I genuinely would watch any of these Spider-People's movies. Yeah. Uh, or, I guess, spider Individuals. Individuals. Spider-Entities. Yes. Spider-Entities. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Spentities. Uh, sure, if you if you insist. Um, but yes, uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I was bummed that they delay that they are delaying it yeah. uh, again, um, or not again, but delaying it. I mean, so many things have been delayed. Um, yeah. But I, and and I'm curious. I'm curious about how many of these delays, especially when it relates to Marvel properties, are interconnected. You know, uh-huh. because everything is so interconnected. Would it surprise me if the next Spider Man in the Spider Verse had like live action elements in it with yeah, tom elements holland in it with tom and, holland no yeah. wouldn't surprise me at all 100 um so it's just it's interesting to see these things move and go mm, how's that related it's wild to me that dr strange was supposed to come out before spider-man how Far does that home. work right like the, the amount of changing they had to do i, I just to rephrase that I, story yeah. there's going to be an incredible document documentary on how the pandemic changed the marvel uh-huh. timeline yeah i i, I think that's 100%. going to be so fascinating when somebody tells that story um but yeah spider-man totally into the spider-verse is amazing uh, i had it number four you had it at number three indeed so i guess that means it's time for my what's number your number three? three um and this is where i have pig uh trump all right yeah all right, we'll go on to your number two. What's your number two? Pig. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a fun game. <laughs> it really is, isn't it? I just get to talk more. Um, I really like this movie. Yeah, it's really good. I really good. did. Um, I love Nick Cage in it. I am a sucker for extreme actors being sensible. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, he gets a chance to act in mm-hmm. this film. Um, as much as it's about the snot getting kicked out of him at every opportunity, um, I, I, there's something really captivating about his performance throughout the entire movie. And talk about like a simple cliche story. Mm-hmm. If you replace the word pig with child, it, it is. It's a story you've seen a million times, mm-hmm. but um, it's it's well told. It's it, it well also shot. gets really dark really fast. Oh, 100%. Yes, it does. But that, that movie exists somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it does. It could. It could. Um, yeah, Pig is great. Um, I was really, really impressed, not only with his performance, but with the structure of the movie, the way that it's presented, um, the, the, the thematic, uh, weaving in that Mm -hmm. movie is really incredible. The way it uses food to talk about loss in dreams Mm -hmm. and, um, man, the grief and loss stuff in that movie is so powerful and, 
and so broad. Like the movie touches on all these different kinds of grief and loss, whether it be the 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 loss of your purpose or the the loss of meaning or the loss of an actual you know family member or the loss of um, you know your uh, relationship. You know, like there's just all yeah. these different you know <clears throat> ways that this movie deals with loss. It's really intricate, really beautiful, and uh, yeah, Pig is a a great movie. So. That is my number three and your number two. So I guess on to my number two, which will inevitably be your number one, I'm sure, uh, if we I'd follow the pattern. interested if it was. <laughs> no, I doubt it. I have Raising Arizona. Uh, no, I haven't seen it. Um, man, is this movie fun. Uh, Coen Brothers and uh, just kind of doing their Coen Brother thing really early on in their career mm-hmm. and kind of the movie that put them on the map. Uh, in many ways, so yeah, raising Arizona is a ton of fun. High recommend mm-hmm. uh, if you haven't definitely seen it. watched that. So, yep, um, I think I know what your number one is, and it's the one I feel most bad for not watching. Yeah, um, but my number one is Con Air. <laughs> Ian, <laughs> love what you love, man. I'm not there here to is yuck a your reason. <laughs> there is a reason you cannot have what you're going to have as number one as the number one Nick Cage movie of all time because it's not very Nick Cage. <laughs> Conair is extremely Nick Cage. Like it is the most. Oh, this is Nick you. Cage. This is you doing the thing that you do, where it's like I don't care what rules you've set for your yeah, hundred percent, yeah, puny little game. Uh-huh. I will make my own rules. <laughs> this and is, this is about the essence of Nick Cage. Hundred percent, not, not what uh, is the actual best film. On this occasion, both things managed to be true. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. I love the. I unironically, unapologetically love this movie. It is mm-hmm. so much fun. He's off the rails. Um, I think it's before he's aware what Nick Cage is. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's trying to deliver a really profound, good performance, but it's just to time has become ridiculous and culty. Um, John Malkovich is brilliant. Steve mm-hmm. Buscemi is brilliant. Um, I, I love this movie. It's so much fun. Con Air. Heck yes. Oh, Con Air, Con Air, Con Air. <laughs> I get why people think it's fun. It's just a bad movie. It's, it's just... not. <laughs> He flies a plane through Vegas. He sure does. <laughs> he sure does. Uh, yeah, I, I actually genuinely like that people give themselves to these kind of movies. I I'm sh- I know I have my own kind of movies like that, where it's just like... <laughs> We've mentioned one of them. <laughs> National Treasure. National Treasure is not a bad movie. It's a bad movie. <laughs> all right, all right. But no, I, I am here I, to yuck your yum. I, I do love, I do love that people love um, movies like this and and just enjoy like having fun with it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's there's there's a reason cult movies become cult movies. Yeah. You know, because there's so much in it that you know there's little little moments that you can pull out and just be like, how incredible, how crazy, how weird, how dumb, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's a lot of fun. And Conair definitely has uh, a lot of those moments. <laughs> For sure, um, Con Air mm. in at number one. So, what's my number one? Ian? The Rock. No, it is not. Oh, I have. Po- it's actually, not even on your list. Not even on my list. I'm actually not even my honorable mention. I'm actually not a huge fan of The Rock. Oh. Uh, so, wow. Yeah, I, I get why people love it. Mm. I, I, I don't. Think I really the, want to watch this movie I think, now. I think the, I think the, the, the DNA shared between The Rock and Con Air. I think you even alluded to this is pretty strong. Like they're okay. they're similar movies. The only reason The Rock um I think works more than Con Air and again I don't particularly love The Rock um is because uh of Michael Bay. I think Michael Bay has mm-hmm. such a a pure sensibility whether you like it or not that it gives a consistency to The Rock yeah. that I don't think Con Air necessarily has. Um but no, it's it's definitely not uh definitely not The Rock. Which which movie were you saying you wanted to watch? The, the Rock, like I want to watch that now, knowing that you don't like it, not and a as lot much of as everybody else does. Yeah. Love it. I'm yeah. fascinated to see but where I fall on to, the spectrum. You also have to take into account my i I don't get necessarily pumped up the same way other people mm-hmm. do, just for like great action yeah. or whatever. And I'm not even saying the action in The Rock is particularly great, but it is it is meant to be visceral. It is mm-hmm. meant to be, oh, you know, like there are action movies that do it for me, and like can pump me up but it's almost always when my head's connecting to something yeah. as well or my heart is connecting to something as well um and i don't necessarily have that in the rock um yeah no my number one is adaptation oh that would be my second guess and yeah. and honestly i i think it's it's a fun one to talk about especially with a movie like this because there's this is a movie that even though it doesn't star a character named nick cage like this is a movie that is definitely 
doing what you want uh, unbearable weight of massive talent to do, mm -hmm. which is really dealing with its concept in an intricate, often and crazy uh, way. Mm -hmm. It's it's a movie about the impossibility of adapting this book called The Orchid Thief that uh, that that Charlie Kaufman, I think it was Kaufman, uh, Spike Jones and Charlie Kaufman, I think worked together on this mm -hmm. one. I could be wrong, and I'll need to look that up. But whoever it was, was actually dealing with looking at ad adapting this book and was oh, having awesome. such a hard time with it. They basically just wrote the movie oh, about them so having fun. a hard time adapting the book. So it's extremely meta, um, but it holds together in really interesting ways. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I uh, I really, really love adaptation. I'm oh, due for awesome. a rewatch on adaptation. I'll do that with you then because I've, again, heard super good things about it. Um, and yes, it is Charlie Kaufman. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't sure. Yeah, it was uh, Kaufman wrote it and Spike Jones directed it. Yeah, yeah. So I knew I, I was pretty sure they worked on this one together. That's awesome. Um, but yes, I would be. I'm definitely up for uh, a rewatch on this one because it is just one that that reveals itself in all these, which you would expect in a Charlie Kaufman mm. story. Like he loves that kind of um, recursive, self-referential, mm -hmm. meta kind of uh, narrative. So. Oh, so, yeah. Doug Jones is in it, so I'm definitely going to watch that. So Our yeah, friend, sorry. Uh, adaptation in at number one for me. Um, what was your one honorable? Oh, we already mentioned your one honorable mention. Yeah, nat nat natural national treasure. Yeah, I think for me, um, there are several I would want to mention. Uh, Matchstick Men is one you might want to check out. Sorcerer's Apprentice, I enjoy more than most. Mm -hmm. um, I think is there's a lot of fun there. Um, then there's like Face Off, which we haven't mentioned that I know a lot of people love. It just didn't, it doesn't hit me the same way. Yeah, as, I never caught it. As, as a lot of, it does a lot of people. Um, but two, uh, I already mentioned Crudes, uh, which I think is a good movie. Um, and then Teen Titans Go to the Movies is also a yeah, ton of fun. Yeah, I missed that as well. That's kind of Spider-Verse, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's very Spider-Verse-y and it's a, a ton of fun. Uh, maybe a little more goofy than Spider-Verse, mm -hmm. you know, a little more, uh, the sensibility is a little more like Animaniacs or, yeah. you know, kind of um, hyperactive mm -hmm. uh, than than Spider-Verse is. So, yeah, I think there, there are certainly some, some Nick Cage things to check out. Um, just not uh, Mandy. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've heard <laughs> Mandy's a trip. Uh, there are a lot of people that love it, so I figured I'd, I'd at least mm -hmm. throw throw out a shout out to it well there you go all right let's get to the buried treasure what is that one thing in any area of pop culture that you want to make sure people know about ian wait i'm the guest i go last okay fine thank yes nailed it <laughs> uh my buried treasure this week is you know I, I i feel like maybe you need to sit down um just be prepared uh, something's about to happen. Oh, I know what this is. And I just, I need you to be ready. Maybe, maybe even have paramedics on standby. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but mm -hmm. just be prepared. I'm about to do a book for my buried oh, treasure. Oh, good Lord. I don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> Wait, what? You haven't read a book? Uh, when the Cornice Waist High uh, oh, is nice. uh, out this week and, or last week, and is absolutely worth your time i will say uh definitely deals with adult subject matter mm -hmm. so uh, understand that going in um but yes my friend jeremy wrote this book and it is really really good uh and yes i will disclose it is a friend who wrote this yes uh, but i really did enjoy it in fact i'm working my way through it for a second time this time doing mm -hmm. the audiobook oh um, nice because it is a story that uh, rewards a second uh read or listen as it were mm -hmm. in my case so yeah when the corn is waist high um i'm also in the book so maybe that's something i should also <laughs> disclose Very well true. i'm not i'm not technically in the book no but uh but yes uh, my it's name not a nick cage situation no, no 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 it is not uh but yeah check it out um buy it wherever you want to buy books do the audiobook whatever mm -hmm. um but it's it's great and you should check it out when the corn is waist high all right ian Mm, I would I would second that. I've also read it, and it is it's a great um, murder mystery novel. Mm -hmm. Super duper enjoyed it. Yep. Um, I'm mine's going to be a bit weird, but I'd like to recommend the Nintendo Switch, <laughs> which I know it's not a buried treasure. It's I'm just going to break all the rules this week. It is a console that has been out for many many years, but it is. I think we will look back on the Switch as being one of the greatest consoles ever made in terms of family play and being dynamic and mm -hmm. what you can do with it Con um, consoles like this is what i love about nintendo playstation and microsoft that was a weird thing to say sony and microsoft with playstation and xbox 
go for performance. I've got the biggest hard drive. I've got the biggest RAM, and this is going to be beautiful and etc. Nintendo are all, Nintendo are always looking at the next gameplay thing. How can mm-hmm. this be a unique experience? Right. What's the next different type of innovation we can go for? Because there's no point having a third horse in the graphics race. That's mm-hmm. that's crowded enough as it is. Um, yeah, the Wii U was a big miss. I think they just misread what the market was doing. But mm-hmm. the Wii and the Nintendo Switch are two of the most revolutionary consoles ever made. And yeah. we've played a lot of Switch on travel journeys lately. Um, just the evenings um, at Disney were playing Mario Kart. And just you can have two consoles, how easy it is to link them together. Um, all of the nostalgia that they're now pumping into mm. the games. Like we, we had uh, Mario Golf up as well. It just it hits me in the childhood, and it's just so much fun. It's a great family console. It is. It's inter- It's been interesting to watch. I'm clearly a Nintendo child. Like, mm. um, I didn't have any Sega systems. I've never played. I mean, not that I've never played, but I've never owned a PlayStation mm. of any kind or an Xbox of any kind. It's just been the Nintendo stuff. And it has been interesting to see that. Um, I forget. Do they call it Blue Water philosophy that they use? Oh, correct. Where, yeah. where, where the idea, like, don't go where all the sharks are uh-huh. churning up red water. Go to the blue water and yeah. and see, you know, what's fresh or new that they can do. It has really worked for them. The Wii U was interesting in that I, it was kind of they were trying to do the switch before the technology was ready uh-huh. to do the switch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and kind of do that second screen experience. And yeah, the switch is just it's sleek, it's gorgeous. Is you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing to have a uh, a portable system that is also a you know console system. It's so great, yeah. and that's what because they they just zeroed in on the graphics that they can do, and even some of the ports like Diablo, it still looks beautiful. I don't yeah. know how they are running that game on that tiny little console. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. Just the different ways you can use it as well is is brilliant. The only letdown for me is. It's not a super multimedia device. So, yes, it has YouTube, but it struggles with movies and stuff like that. So, the battery life in particular, you can't bring it around as a movie watching device. Yeah, but we have so many other, it, like, it's not trying to be a multi purpose no, 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 no. device. It's trying to be a gaming device. Yep. Um, you know, we have, we have a little thing in our pocket that we all carry around with, with a us. tiny little screen. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Switch screen isn't that much larger than a phone screen well Enough. maybe maybe that's just because i get giant phones but <laughs> yeah and you're a giant person as well <laughs> that's true that is true as well uh no i think that's good i think it's a, a nice shout out to the switch uh so yeah the nintendo switch um there's rumor that there's a new version coming out did i hear that there's a new oh, i don't know i know they've got the uhd version which is all 4k and 8k mm-hmm. and beautiful and yeah. that's already out that's already out that's oh. the one that um your son has oh nice nice uh so that's the nintendo switch and when the corn is waist high uh the book that you might want to check out for buried treasure well we did it we did a podcast yeah we did congratulations to all involved Thanks so much for joining us today. Sif Pop is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. Uh, huge thanks to Ian for hanging out today. They all die. <laughs> Wait, we are not in a six spoil. No, what, what just happened? Oh, I've just got the auto prompt in front of me <laughs> and it was lined up with that as the next thing. Uh, where do you want people to find you, Ian? You can find me at Witsend at, uh, or at Witsend and on the Twitter places, W-H-I-T-T-S-I-N-N-E-D and on um, BTS from CinemaSins and Captain pod from cinema sentences those are podcasts that you can check out huge thanks to producer phil for producing the audio and video show and much love and gratitude to our sif pop members for giving monthly to make sif pop a real thing support starts at three bucks a month and you get access to all the bonus episodes as well as some other fun perks they um, all die. <laughs> no no this is the no, worst place to no, say no, that that was terrible worst, sorry one of your perks <laughs> depending on the level yeah is that they all die uh, you can check that out at patreon.com slash sifpop. Lots of ways to connect with us. You can leave a comment, a rating, or a review at Apple Podcasts, or email us at feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like it too, so let them know about it, and that listening is much easier than assembling a three-dimensional human horse puzzle in one night in the dark. Uh, we will be <laughs> We will be back next week with more movies. They just keep releasing them, so we'll just keep talking about them. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. 
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.